The Trilogy Podcast with Vin and Scott. Three movies, two men, one podcast. That old black magic has me in its spell. That old black magic that you weave so well. And every time your lips meet mine. Scott, push over. I can't see. Get out, get out of here. Come it's on. It's my I, turn. No, I can't see through the hole. Can, can you no, believe? No, get, get, move. I need to see. You know what I need to see. Come on, I can see it now. All right, take a look. There they are. There. Wait a second. These aren't naked girls. It's the Trilogy Podcast, the only podcast in the universe devoted strictly to trilogies. No reboots. No straight to cable. We're talking trivia, facts, debate, and more. To hell with the movie, if they made four. That's right. Scott, this is a provocative episode, let me tell you. Yes. And here we are. Yes. In another place, as we travel the globe in this last year. As we hit locations like the United Kingdom with Bridget Jones and and China and 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 last time Australia, Australia with Mad Max, we now find ourselves in Florida. The Porkies trilogy. The Porkies trilogy is what we're doing because this music isn't necessarily identifiable no. to No. I mean we are in the fifties, so this kind of sets us a little bit. Different generation, that. the fifties. And really, since I mentioned Bridget Jones, we're traveling the other end of the spectrum. Right. Now, these are man's movies about a masculine experience. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a well, sex romp, yeah. if you will. I don't want you to use the word romp during this podcast no one episode anymore. again. Don't say romp. Okay. You didn't like the, yeah. you didn't notice I'm wearing a romper right now? <laughs> this whole thing's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> Just stop. All right. So let's have Trilogy Bot break it down for us, because this is an important one, Scott. This is not mm-hmm. a Army of One trilogy that we do, it seems, every other episode, because there are so many. Yes. This is a more unique trilogy. So we need a robot <laughs> to explain it. I need a robot. Porky's is what we call a love a good gag trilogy. Three films built around one gimmick, repeated over and over taking precedence over plot and character. Speaking of characters, fuck yourself, Scott. What the hell? Yeah, well, you probably deserved it that time. I'm Whether I do or don't. He makes a, a great point, though. This is completely new to us in a way. Not since Naked Gun have we dealt with I Love a Good Gag. Yes. A trilogy based on kind of one premise that they keep doing over and over again. It's mostly gag, not that much movie. Great point. Great point. (laughs) And naturally, there's the double meaning with Porky's, so it's perfect. Right. Indeed, Scott. Porky's really is the grandfather of this genre, the teenage sex comedy. The great-granddaddy was probably something like Animal House. Well, I've always thought of Porky's as a poor man's Animal House. Yeah, I'd go there with that. Animal House was a more well-rounded film. Yes. Talking about more the college experience. This film is really strictly about peeping in on the, the woman through the window. Right. At, at, you know, Getting from laid. Animal House. Right. It's, Getting all, it's all sexually motivated. Right. So, and it, it brought in so many films in the early 80s that were trying to rip it off. Yeah. And I wrote down a huge list and I just kind of want to rattle them off. Sure. Just for the fun of it. Just rattle away. All right. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Risky Business, Weird Science, Spring Break. Hard Bodies, Zapped, Private School, Bachelor Party, Private Resort, Mischief, Revenge of the Nerds, Losing It, 
Those are the ones that people might have heard. And some definitely rose above the schlock that these films pretty much were. Right. Bachelor Party launched Tom Hanks to some degree. Bachelor Party is much better than these movies. Weird Science was a John Hughes take on this. Yeah. On this genre. Kind of how would nerds uh, get themselves a girlfriend? The idea of these sex comedies really permeate 80s comedies in general. Movies that have nothing to do with sex have just the perfunctory boob shot. The obligatory tit shot. You see you it in Eddie Murphy films. You see it in the police academies. You see it in Back to School and the vacation yep. films. Movies that don't really have anything to do about sex. No. But they have to cram them in there because it's an 80s film. Yeah, even in, uh, what is it, uh, Trading Places where it's that party and like there's just topless women walking around like right. wearing their bottoms, but just. It's a bleed over from this kind of film. I'm telling yeah. you, it really inspired a lot yeah. and didn't really fall off until the end of the 80s. Scott, it's definitely time for you to do your plots. Because, My plots? Yes, your plots. I mean, we do them in every single episode. Don't Wait, act what? That's strange how you're reacting to something we do. I didn't know I'd have to do this. Can you just get to it? Because I, I, want, no, I want no tomfoolery. None. It's serious. Go, Scott. Okay. All right. So these are the um, good plots. So uh, yeah, usually what I do here is uh, I do a Scott's plots. It's a Scott's yeah, we're having fun in the Scott's Blots, yeah. We're gonna get laid in the Scott's Blots, yeah. And Scott's gonna help us get laid with this Blots, yeah. I don't think that anyone would listen to your plots as a backdrop to, to intercourse. No, not as a backdrop, but by listening to the plots, a seduction. it will assist you in getting laid. Because oh, you'll be so knowledgeable about all the movies. That is a lofty statement. Huh? But I'll go with you on that, Scott. It had the 50s flavor, though. A little bit, yeah. yeah. You had a little rock and hate. We're in high school. And... I glimpsed over and I th thought I saw the ghost of Eisenhower. <laughs> All right, so these are the plots. What I do here is I give you kind of a bare bones. I don't use character names. I kind of just give you the gist of the plot itself. So there may be some scenes missing here because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be conservative with just the goings on of the movie. But yeah, if you haven't seen it in a while, I got you covered. If you don't want to watch it, we got you covered too. So buckle up. So we started all off with, of course, Poor Keys. 1981. In 1950s Florida, a group of high school guys who like to play weird pranks on each other <laughs> are trying to get laid. But stop right there, immediately. Yes. Not since Dawson's Creek has a group of people looked so little like high school guys. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I think especially Pee Wee. I think well, he looks... I'm like, dude, you're like eight years older than everyone. By the third film, one of the guys has gray in his hair. Pee-wee's got <laughs> wrinkle lines around his face. Yeah, his hairline is receding by it's, the third it, movie. It's insane. Yeah. The gang goes to a notorious strip club in the swamp, run by a very fat man. <laughs> and they try to buy some prostitutes. After giving the fat owner his money, he sends them through a trap door into the swamp. Ultimately, this is all about Pee-wee's quest to get laid. Yes, he's the annoyance. He's like the Maury in Goodfellas, the Jimmy, where's my money? Where's my money? You know, like he's the <laughs> driving force of the annoyance <laughs> of bringing the plot back and forth. That's a strange comparison. <laughs> today, what I, I want to get laid today. Today, <laughs> what am I, a schmuck Jimmy. I need to get laid. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I feel like honestly, this part really becomes about Mickey. Well, it's because these actors, there's so many of them, and they're interchangeable in scenes, so it doesn't matter who's in any of the scenes. I get very confused most of the time, where I'm like, oh, was that Pee-wee? Nope, that was well, that no, other guy. They all guy. kind of look alike. What about the anti-Semite? 
He's anti-Semitic <laughs> until we realize it's his father that is driving. But he's not anti- such a bad guy. And then he's never anti-Semitic again. In fact, he's the one looking to save the Indians in the yeah. second one. Yeah. He really does a Turns whole. Turns it around. Yeah. They were right. He wasn't such a bad guy. Redemption, my friend. Redemption. Early, I'm like, who's this anti-Semite? He's like, get out of the way, kike or whatever. I'm like, what the hell? Get this guy out of here. What is this casual anti-Semitism? Then we realize... No. We realize in this sex comedy, it's a, a major plot point. Yeah. What? <laughs> huh? I thought it was just going to be tits in this movie, but so it's ha- I'm halfway through it. I've seen no tits and some anti-Semitism. Yeah. What? what? <laughs> I also like they, they keep using the N-word early on for that guy. And then when they use in the prank. Yeah. And then when he shows up, they're all buddy, buddy around him. Like, that doesn't make it OK that you were saying that shit earlier. Again, <laughs> again, it's the 50s and only the the redneck is saying the N word. The rest, the guys are rebuking him. They're like, hey, it's yeah, yeah. colored. That's what you say. <laughs> oh, I like that part, too, because he's like, it's colored person or which, Negro. Which like, at the time. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not now. But at the time, that would be the like the PC right. usage. Sure. Like, at that's that what time. they said. Yes. So what, I'm, what I'm saying is I expected that all these guys would be racist pieces of shit. And so I was stunned in the movie when I'm like, huh. It is Florida. Yeah. In the 50s. <laughs> right. This surprised me. When the gang tries to get their money back, the fat owner's sheriff brother shows up, smashes up their car, and demands a bribe before letting them go. Afterwards, one of the friends is butthurt about it, and he repeatedly returns to the strip club and gets his ass kicked worse every time. It's a running gag. He doesn't tell anyone. He just shows up by himself to take an ass whooping. How long has he been gone for? Three days and you didn't know where he was? It was they were torturing him. No, but I mean, his friends weren't like, hey, he, the last time we saw him, he was heading toward Porky. We haven't seen him in three days. Call someone. His brother's a cop. <laughs> While the one butthurt guy is getting his ass kicked, the other boys peep on girls in the shower, and the fat lady gym teacher grabs one of them by the dick. They also combat anti-Semitism. Mm, I like how you lowered your voice for that. Well, and serious too. Anti-Semitism. I think the movie kind of like lowers its voice yeah. for a second and is like, hey, if you want to, we had some fun today, but if you want to know more about anti-Semitism, go to your local library. <laughs> they sure they everybody... just never make a real decision on yeah. any of the characters. <laughs> like, they're like, this is their personality. Just kidding, it's not. The butthurt friend comes back barely alive and they hatch a plan to get revenge on the fat owner. In the middle of the night, they use a tow truck and a boat to tear the strip club down and send it into the swamp. It's terrible what they do to this man. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's terrible what they do to this man. How I mean, he's not a good man, but, you know. We, we don't even really know that he's... He's a business owner. Truly. Yeah. He kicked you out of his truly. establishment. He's a business owner. He's allowed to do that. I, I, mean, I, I mean, listen, it's not nice what they did to the guy's car afterwards, but... No. It is funny. Adding the element that he has the law on his side makes me like, oh, he's a bad guy immediately. You know, like, because there's crooked cops, obviously. You're like, he's got to be up to some other shit we just don't know about. I you suppose know? so, but I think we're just making assumptions because he's just got a fat guy and he's just. <laughs> yeah, he's probably most of the day just sitting. Yeah, he's sitting, he's smoking a cigar and he's gruff. I think that's what we're going on. He's eating ham. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know he's eating ham? Well, I figured it'd be pig related in some way. Oh, yeah, good point. Know, yeah, good everything point. Everything is. Can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah. I'm off my game. Just yeah. go ahead. Just go ahead. All right. The gang is chased back across the county line where the butthurt friend's cop brother smashes up their car and tells him to stay out of his county. Again, makes no sense 
Why does the whole town hate Porky? What? Why are they all waiting there? Uh, yeah. Well, I guess they just rallied the they rallied the like high schoolers, right, to come out. I mean, I I guess, but people <laughs> that aren't even related to this to this part of the story are there. The the gym teachers out there. The, oh yeah, what, that what? makes no sense. Well, he, yeah, like he drops in. He was like, you know what? I'll help you out. I've always wanted to get Porky. Oh, like, come on, what? Like, come on, Porky killed my wife. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Didn't you hear about Porky? <laughs> Notorious rapist. God damn, you break my sister. Let's get him. Like, oh, okay. okay. You have a lot of backstory yeah. all of a sudden. Sadly, that's not what this movie really was. It was yeah. one scene where he was jerky to some kids. Right. They <laughs> destroyed his million dollar business and risked everyone's life. Right. And now the an adjoining county is cheering at the at the county line. Yeah, does he ever mention to his brother that like we were trying to buy prostitutes? Yeah. And then he kicked us out. It wasn't like they went to the strip club, enjoyed their night and then went home. Like Thank they you. got their asses kicked because they were trying to do shit illegal. Like, hey, we had to defend our racist friend. Uh so that's the uh, first movie. Not so terrible. All right, ram it right into. Let's jam it. Let's stick it hard. Whoa. Let's really penetrate the second one, okay? Okay. Sloppy seconds. Here we go. Don't be gross. <laughs> Porky's 2, The Next Day. 1983. The next day, the gang is rehearsing for a school play when a fat preacher shows up and tries to shut down the play for indecency. What? With huh? They're all in a play together? To be fair... I do think kids who do plays are horny in high school, for sure. We, you we and I were both, both there. did. We know the world of school <laughs> plays. It's a little bit horny, but in the dorkiest way possible. Right. Not like we've seen in the first movie where these guys are balls to the wall. I'll fuck anything that moves. And like, have no connection really to their school, except for gym class and tormenting the gym teacher. Well, they mention in the second one that Pee Wee, like, because his mom is running the play or whatever. Right, right. And she's like, oh, you can't go to baseball practice or, okay. you know, or something like that. I'm like, he plays baseball? Yeah, like, still. He's, he plays very short stuff. Right. <laughs> and before. All right, Scott. Hey. Don't actually slap your knee. I got a million. Stop it. You can hear it. Uh, you, you, you jumped over it, but the only sexual element of the second film was Pee Wee attempting to get revenge on the guys. For the uh, the murder prank from the first movie, right? Um, in the graveyard, and they kind of reverse double cross him so that he thinks he's killed someone. Obviously, that was going to happen. Yeah, it's the only scene. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not bad though. Oh no, she looks good. But Scott, we're talking about a high school play, so please go on. Yes. I'm excited. The principal sides with the kids, but when it's revealed that a Native American will kiss a white girl on stage, the KKK gets involved and attacks the Native American teen and tries to shave his head. Oh, the second movie now has another racial element. Yeah. Why do they keep injecting this into these innocuous like, sex films? Oh, we well, licked anti-Semitism. Now let's take on the Klan. Like, and Native American rights, seminal rights in Florida. Yeah. Everybody relax. I just want to see some boobies. <laughs> I'm here for the pranks and boobs. Yeah, like. what's, what am I looking at here? A high school gymnasium just full of Native Americans looking angry. The gang seeks the help of the county commissioner, who is a friend of the girl in the group's dad. The commissioner vows to help in exchange for a date with the girl in the group, but with his re-election coming up, he fears the backlash and allows them to shut down the play. The gang goes into full revenge prank mode. Woo! 
The gang learns that the other county commissioners watch porn together, so the gang sneaks in and records their commentary. How do they know? You know what I heard is they all watch porn in a room. But that seems like one of those things that I would in high school, if someone told me that, I'd be like, that's not true. All the teachers? Sitting around doing the DVD commentary for a stag film. Like, <laughs> Look at his cock! You don't watch pornography with groups of people. Well, I guess in the 50s, you know, they didn't have like... Yeah, maybe it was such a novel idea that these stag films, you're fucking so amazed Someone by what got you're looking one, at. you were like, I gotta get my hands on it. All right, I buy you know? it. Like, I, you know, I take back what I said. But they seem to be just floating around everywhere. I take back what I said. I was ignorant of, of <laughs> pornography. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't do the dramaturgical work. Stop, this is going to haunt me the rest of the night, man. <laughs> the gang infiltrates a clan meeting and lures them into the gym, which is filled with Native Americans. That's where, what I was getting to before. Keep going. Where they shave the clan members' heads. Yeah, they shave the clan members' heads, but the giant part of that, Scott, is that we have to give something for the Jewish friend to do, and he does a whole... Moil routine and scares the men into thinking they were getting yeah, circumcised. I, that's unnecessary to the plot. I, I'm, I've left out a lot of stuff. It's here. funny. It's like you <laughs> notice I've also left out the the, the factoid that Pee Wee and Wendy are in love all of a sudden. You make a really good point. Early on, they're a couple suddenly, and it's almost like the movie's apologizing for the fact that they were sexy the, in the first film. There was it changes her entire character because they, they group her into the gang in the rest of the movie. Right. They have to all of a sudden be like, nah, just kidding, she's not really a slut because otherwise the audience wouldn't like her. I don't know. It doesn't Which, make sense to I me. I liked her fine in the first movie. I, think I didn't she, dislike her. I think she's very easy. cute and very charming. Meanwhile, the girl in the group meets the other commissioner for their date and makes a scene loudly announcing her age and that he's up for re-election. Meanwhile, the gang releases the naked shaved clansmen on the fat preacher's rally. In the confusion, they play the tape of the other commissioners watching porn, and the preacher and the commissioners flee in disgrace. Great plan. Great great prank. <laughs> Mayhem was all, their plan. It all it's made perfect sense. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. They put on the play, and it's a huge success. Yeah, the play is, it's a series of Shakespearean vignettes. It's not, it's not a huge success. It's not. It's, it's not. not. It's I'm, not. I'm telling you, it's not. Yeah. You did skip over a lot of elements I can't wait to touch upon yes. when we move well, forward. I think it's better we touch upon them then. All right. The third film? The third film is called Porky's Revenge. Hey, calm down. 1985. The gang is about to graduate, and the big championship basketball game is coming up. As if the basketball season doesn't conflict with school play. All right, folks. Right. Come on. Well, this, I guess you have a more leniency because you didn't pigeonhole yourself by saying the next next day. You well, know, <laughs> so this could be a little this is like a month or two later, maybe. I think this is a year later. No. Well, I, I assumed this was all one year. Oh, they're all seniors through the whole thing. I think so, because they say she's 17 in the second yeah, one. And it's, it's only supposed to be the next day. That's a good point. Yeah. And you always put the biggest, most gigantic lumbering ape as the star in the basketball team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The fat owner now owns an illegal gambling riverboat, and the gang sets out to destroy him by taking pictures of the casino to give to the DA, picking up a girl along the way who turns out to be the fat owner's daughter, who immediately falls in love with the big one. The fat owner catches the gang on the boat and is about to murder them when they agree to take a dive in the upcoming basketball championship. The guy's plan to save the gym teacher who's in debt to Porky is ridiculous. Their plan basically is to lie to Porky. Yeah. Then they're like, yeah, we told them we were going to throw the game, but I'm not throwing the basketball game. Nobody will care. 
Yeah. Well, won't the gym teacher still be indebted to him? You've you've accomplished nothing. Right. This is for nothing. They, what why, is this? But they never seem to think about consequences. They never. It's never like we could go to jail for this, guys. Like they they could murder us. Like yeah. he could. He doesn't seem like he has a problem. He just had a gun to my forehead a second ago. Yeah. If we don't throw the game, what? Yeah. <laughs> throw the fucking game. I mean, it's Who an cares? insane element to the plot that is yeah. just ignored. It's what's crazy is because they have all this time now to figure out a way to get out of doing what they want to do with Porky, and they waste it. No, trying to make sure Meat can play because he's an idiot and can't in, pass his test. An absurd subplot. His biology. Another test ridiculous subplot. I know. I yeah. know. But you were getting to that, right? Yes, I'm sorry. Go I, ahead. They were getting there. The big one of the group gets benched for the basketball game because of failing a test. But when the teacher sees the photos they took of her and another faculty member having role play sex, right. she lets him play. So yeah. And they win. That blackmail with the, the teachers to get Meat to play, like they don't even make sure it happens the right way. They just kind of casually put the pictures on her desk. Like it's not. Yeah. He's like, I oh, know, I, I really I did. thought you was going to do I really it. did like, pass the test. Like, you don't. What's going on at the end here? Yeah. That's what I don't get. So they did both, right? They stole the test and they also blackmailed her. Right. Shouldn't it have been like one or the other. They had to be sure. <laughs> And they, had to, and they had to really ruin her life. And we're so incompetent at it that he still didn't get in until the second half of the game. Right. They still fucking botched it. Yeah. These guys <laughs> always half a plan and yeah. then they just run in. Well, that's the only time anyone ever considers consequences. I think it's the, uh, I forget his name, the Jewish kid is like, guys, but if, if we break into her apartment, we could get arrested. Yeah, well, like, are you fucking shitting me now? <laughs> the third movie, we're midway through the third movie and someone goes, dude, that's illegal. Like everything you've been doing is illegal. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. Everyone is sort of slow on the uptake in these films yeah. in that, like the play is already happening when someone says, Hey, we've got to stop the play. What? Yeah. The basketball game's already going on when someone says, hey, we got to prevent meat from playing. Like, yeah. what? What's who edited these films? It's, it's insane. There's no build up to anything. They're at the event. It really is happening. And oh, shit, there's a plot point we've got to satisfy. Yeah. Oh. It's like they turn the plot on for a little while and they're like, all right, now it's off. We're just going to do pranks for yeah. 25 minutes and then we'll turn the plot on right back at the end. The fat owner, furious about being double crossed and wanting the big one to marry his daughter, kidnaps him at the prom. The gang rushes to the riverboat and saves the big one just before he's married and escapes in a motorboat, leading the fat owner's riverboat into a bridge, destroying it. That's uh, not even clear how that happens at the end. That climax, they lure him to the bridge. They open he's gonna, it, they close it, they open it. He's, uh, he goes, he wants to stop it. It's not no, it's unclear what's happening. Right. Tommy jumps off, pretends to kill himself. Right. The, the guy never looks down the, yeah, what I is it? 25 feet they jump I'm into the water. I'm not even sure how that's a distraction. Assumes she's, they killed themselves. She's also taking her clothes off. And then Pee Wee's running in and actually lifting the bridge, which is what's supposed to happen, which is what they're distracting him from doing. So... And then where does the guard go after that? I don't know. I mean, he's still looking at them in the water committing suicide while... Just standing on the bridge. Like, oh! While the bridge is moving and <laughs> Pee Wee is... It doesn't make, it yeah. doesn't, none doesn't of it makes make sense. Any sense. You're destroying this poor man's why, business. Why is that necessary? Scott, this is a man who's. Oh, it's a setback for he's sure. Been, his business been destroyed twice. When he his found, illegal business. When he though. found out that a guy, a guy named Meat had deflowered his daughter, he wasn't looking to kill him. Oh no. He wanted him to marry his daughter. Yeah. Let's not pretend that Porky is some kind of a, is deserving of all this. I don't think he is. This big fat pig is beautiful. Scott Porky's was a tremendous, tremendous hit. 
in the early 80s. I can't even really emphasize what it I had to have been, right? For them to make was. more of them, but it was made for no money. It made over a hundred million in early 80s money. Yeah. And for a time was actually like the number one R-rated movie of all time, was a top 25 film of all time. Yeah. For a while. For a yeah. little while. It was only knocked off by E.T. that year. Yikes. Okay. Can you imagine going to this movie and, and going to the can you imagine going to this movie? <laughs> <laughs> no. It got bad reviews at the time, but this was, again, one of those films that defied all reviews. People thought it was crass and offensive then. Now, when we look back on it, it's just considered crass and offensive with little substance. Okay, They're, they're going for it. But, but in my mind, I don't see them as really too offensive at all because, well, the second Porky's isn't even a sex comedy. It has really very little to it do with very, sex. It's very kind of toned down. It really does. In the following Like movies. so many trilogies, the third trilogy tries to bring it back. Right. You know? Sure. I didn't feel like I was offended by them because it seemed like everyone was in on the joke. No one was a victim. And, and if anyone was a victim, it was the guys because of their lewdness and stupidity. Yeah. They found themselves to be embarrassed and naked and running around. The girls, usually the aggressors, getting over on the guys. It's weird. I mean, we'll get into the undertones of, you know, making your friends get naked in front of you all the time. There's a kind of a lot of weirdness in that way. It's easy to dismiss these films as just some offensive bullshit because they have nudity in them. Right. But I don't know. For me, nudity is allowed in movies. If yeah. it makes a drama stronger and it works, then it makes sense. If it punctuates a joke, then it makes sense. Right. If it's just a titillate, it makes sense. What doesn't make sense is if it victimizes someone. And I didn't feel like any of the, the women in these films were victimized. I felt like they were all kind of friends in on the gag. You do forget, honestly, rewatching, because I had seen the first one, but rewatching it, you do forget the stuff that it tries to, the movie tries to have heart, which I don't think it does successfully, it but it, it, it's at least trying to do exactly. something more than pranks. So I just wanted to throw that out there. The offensiveness actually helps in your selling of the movie because the outrage fuels the movie. It's like free advertising for no. someone to come out and be like, don't go see this movie. You're like, I kind of want to see that movie now. Yeah, that's like, why they say we, even with Mad Max, a lot of the trilogies yeah. who dealt with band and such and such a of countries. You're right. It's definitely a selling point, especially at, at this time with young filmmakers in the late 70s, early 80s, making a name for themselves. Right. Somebody like Bob Clark. I don't know what Bob Clark was thinking when he went into the second film. Yeah. I guess he wanted to touch on every single adventure he had with his friends. Right. I assume it's Florida. all based on his experience. It is based on his stories. I mean, it took him like 10 or 15 years to compile all these stories and to get this movie made. Oh, wow. Speaking of getting the movie made, by the time we get to Porky's uh, the next day, also um, directed by Bob Clark. By the time we get to Porky's 2 the next day, the studios wanted him to make the sequel so badly that they let him make A Christmas Story, which was something they didn't want to do at all. Oh, wow. And as we know, A Christmas Story is an enormous classic in the world of yeah. Christmas films. Yeah. I'd say it's a top five Christmas movie. You don't see Porky's getting played 25 hours a day. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. By the time they get to the third one, though, Scott, it's no longer a Bob Clark film. He leaves. He doesn't want to make these anymore. It made even less money. Okay. It was made for like $8 million and only made $20 million. Yeah. And I read that half the budget went to creating the paddle boat that was the, really? the Porky's paddle boat. It's a good It's a good set piece. Porky's business looks cool every time we see it with the neon lights. Sure. And it looks like a... Listen, it looks like a fun-ass place. I'll go to Porky's. It looks yeah. great. As long as you go in and play by the fucking rules, yeah. I think it'll be fine. Gambling, whores, stripping, it's great. Yeah. Drinking, have fun. It's great. It's got character. Stop ruining it, kids. Stop it. Goddamn kids. Just want to have fun there. And I would have gotten away with it, too, if you met in kids. <laughs> I gotta hand it to you, kids. But uh, who are these two? Don't you recognize them, Sheriff? I get it. 
The pole would make a metallic sound when it hit the car. Yeah, and then they'd pull it up with the winch and sunk it in the swamp. Well, they sure had everything figured out. And I think we just kind of have to talk a little bit about Bob Clark, the director. I mentioned him already a little bit. He has a horror uh, beginning, but he's done a lot of notable bombs in his career. That's the reality. Yeah. Other than A Christmas Story, you're looking at Rhinestone. Yikes. Ooh. You're looking at baby geniuses. Now, Scott, oh, I know wow. you like the baby genre. Oh, I don't like baby geniuses. I found it not funny. Yeah. Much the way I found Porky's mostly not funny. But, but I do like Baby's Day Out. Recommendation. All right. So. While you're inside and <laughs> need movies to watch, watch Baby's Day Out. Kinda, you can't go out, so watch a baby go out. It kind of got to a point with Bob Clark's career, Scott, where his last film was a, a made-for-TV movie called Karate Dog. <laughs> With Chevy Chase doing the voice of Chocho, the karate dog. So, you know what? Oh, my God. Do I even need to say anything else? You know what? That's actually, it seems like right on par with his career. What's sad is that Chevy Chase was in it. You don't know what you're doing. You're hurting everybody. Turn yourself in now. Scott, this is one of those trilogies where all of the actors were in all three films because none of the actors really had anything else going for them at yeah. all. It's almost the gang's all here trilogy if, you know, you gave a shit about the gang, really. Yeah, you if, know? Any, if they weren't utterly interchangeable. Yeah, so I'm going to just kind of rattle them off and yeah. I'll just give you a couple of names, things that you might have seen them in, whatever. But this is almost going to be like a Mighty Ducks where it's just a bunch of unknowns, you know, yes. throwing them out there. All right, so you got the guy playing Pee Wee, um, Don Monahan. You've seen him in nothing else at all. Okay. All right. You've got Mark Harrier playing Billy. Yeah. He's a tall one. He's kind of like the um, the Hoover from Animal House. The from, yes. He's the Shakespeare. He's sort of kid. like the common sense. Uh, the smartest one, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So again, nothing. Nothing. He's in nothing else at all. Wow. Okay. You got um, Wyatt Knight, and I kept thinking that was Wayne Knight because the names are like, oh, Wayne Knight's in this? No, <laughs> it's not Wayne Knight. It's Wyatt Knight. He plays Tommy. He's the lead. Yeah, he's okay. the cool guy. Kind of a group. wink to the camera. Young Bradley Cooper trying to be. He's been in nothing else at all. Yes. Okay. You've got Roger Wilson playing Jarvis, the racist, whose racism is immediately forgotten. Yes. Okay, gets, His character's sort of forgotten after that first movie, huh? Yeah, he kind of pops in and out here and there. You got Cyril O'Reilly, who plays Tim. It's the anti-Semite, initially the anti-Semite. Yes. Forgettable. You yeah. wouldn't even know who he is. You got Tony Ganios as Meat. And yes. let me tell you something about Meat, Scott. What's he been in? The best Die Hard film, Scott. Die Hard Part 2. Ugh. He's the one. He's a memorable... He's a. (laughs) Stop it. He's the one that kills the poor guy who runs the church in the beginning. Kind of feel like a piece of me is dying along with this church. Oh, you're right about that. I knew I recognized him too, and I was like, yeah, die hard too. (laughs) Meat. The girl, Wendy, is played by an actress named Kaki. Cakey. Cocky. She retired from acting to teach whitewater rafting, Scott. Oh. And then the actor I most recognize, probably a lot of people did, that's um, Scott Columby, and he's he's the Jewish kid. Yes. He's the Jewish he's kid. He's been in other things, right? Well, everyone knows him from Caddyshack. Hey, wait a minute. That's only 50 cents. Yeah, Lou raised the price of Coke. He's been losing it to track. <laughs> well, I ain't paying no 50 cents for no Coke. <laughs> you ain't getting no Coke. Caddyshack, not unlike Porky's in that respect, where it has a lot of bits and people doing funny things, but the plot is kind of scarce. So, I mean, I I recognized him immediately because I love Caddyshack. Yeah. All right. And then, of course, the two adults that we see in all three of these films, you've got Bob Ricker. 
however they say Bro, her it's name. It's ball breaker. Right. Nancy Parsons. You know, she hasn't been in anything else. And then finally, you've got Eric Christmas, who plays the principal. Yes. British guy who's done a lot of cool stuff. Um, he was actually almost a trilogy superstar. He had some deleted scenes in Naked Gun 33 and a third. Oh. Almost. 20th Century Fox would like to introduce you to Pee Wee and his pals. When they're not in class, they're into everything. But what they'd like to get into most is a place called Porky's. Porky's. 50s kids, Scott, were they so consumed with measuring their penises? Because let me tell you, that chart looks pretty well made. It's That's like a day-by-day -day chart. Meanwhile, they're struggling in school. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that whole fucking scene, it's 30 seconds in and you see an erection. It yeah. really sets the tone. This Running is the kind gag. of movie you're going to see. Right. So, okay, at least we are maintaining a standard. The whole penis measuring is a little... His whole his penis in general. <laughs> Saying the word penis. That's enough. The guy was just hanging brain. I mean, what's all the fuss? And let me just say, the Porky's sign... I have a real issue with that kind of thing. Why? Because I don't like when people try to sexualize animals, you know? <laughs> okay. Like, that that skirt comes up and she's got this sweet round ass on a pig, right? Mm. And it just it seems, it seems weird. You're jealous! I am not. You are! You are, you are, you are, you are! <laughs> I think it's worth mentioning now that the biggest name in any of these films was only in this first one, and that's Kim Cattrall playing yes. Lassie as they call her, the, the gym teacher. And the one gym teacher that's dating her is like, why are you laughing? Why do they call her a lassie? The guy's just laughing like an idiot. All these movies have the problem with, it's not a funny enough joke to go on for as long as it does. I couldn't agree more. Especially the lassie reveal, where they're going and they're laughing and it's a it over and over again. It going. Like, it's so oh, ridiculous. So long. It's too long. It's almost it's not like funny enough. the prank setup is so extended that in order to compensate for the payoff being less than great, they just make it longer and just trying to keep pushing the gag, pushing it. very awkward. You beating the shit out of it only only makes me want to beat the shit out of you. Whoa. Ian, hot. I mean, there's a pen in my fist, but... That's, uh, it makes it even more dangerous. No. Oh. another concept that goes on too long. They get the giant condom and they're all fucking around with it and it just, it never I ends. was fucking dying laughing at that just because all I could think it was like, it was like a gang hit. Michael Corleone ah! says hello. Ah! Then they inflate it. He's knocking people over. One girl, he just knocks <laughs> to the ground. Scott, I actually thought of you. I thought of your voice going, he's hurting people. <laughs> Stop it. Sir, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like there's the early part where we get, you know, the introduction to meat and the, uh, why do they call you meat? And he's like, oh, okay, I'll show you. And then they're like, whoa, 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 meat, meat, meat. You're supposed to be going to Princeton next year. Meat's going to Princeton? Why isn't the reason you would go to jail, meat? It's illegal for you to show your cock to a 14-year-old. She's a freshman. It's the 50s. You're going to go to jail, Meat. It's the 50s. The only thing I thought when they were like, were like, yeah, Meat didn't get into Princeton was like, oh, I should have showed that girl my dick after all. <laughs> like, what a waste. <laughs> I could have done so much worse. <laughs> could have knocked her unconscious with my enormous <laughs> member. With my deformed dime. With my knee-knocking. Uh, please, please, can we call it a tallywacker? Another hallmark of all three of these movies, there's always the gag where like, all right, what's it going to be? We got to have them all line up naked in some way. Yeah. 
and it always happens in all three movies. Yes. Three different pranks, and that's always the outcome. Like, right. How do you not start to watch out for this? Yeah. You know, and doesn't go, this seem familiar? Like, all right, but before you get the thing you want, you got to get naked. Like, well, wait, wait a, minute. a second. Deja vu. <laughs> this but all seems very familiar. The last time there was a whole prank where this black yeah. guy came in and killed everybody. Yeah, I was scared. I was ran weird. down the street. I felt it felt offensive. Nah, uh, it couldn't be. <laughs> couldn't be. Couldn't be that again. Couldn't be that again. So, you know, I'm just going to take my clothes off. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Hey, wait a minute. How come you guys ain't getting undressed? Yeah. yeah. We got inspected last week. Lucky you. Uh, I think Porky, when they come to the, the boat or whatever, at one point he calls him a ridiculous douche. I wrote it down, <laughs> as you can see right here. I wrote the words, ridiculous douche. Yes. Because I actually rewound it, because I was like, because this, you know what, the first movie is dubbed, okay? It's yes. mostly dubbed. You a can lot. tell that it's dubbed. So I'm like, is that what is that what I think he said? And that's yeah. what he did say. And he's got a couple of funny lines, the Porky guy. <laughs> yeah. I know Porky from, of course, the movie Better Off Dead, where he plays a very similar character, and he uh, runs the hamburger stand where Lane Meyer, John Cusack, gets right. the job as the cook. For God's sake, the logo for his hamburger stand is a pig. Lane Meyer's got to put a pig mask on to work there. Yeah. I know Better Off Dead pretty well, so that's what I recognized him from. You wash your hands on your own time, boy. Now get to work. The most offensive thing is just the portrayal of the Jewish kid as obviously the richest, obviously dresses the most maturely and is the moral center. And he's like, right. every time there's a problem, it's like, all right, guys, follow me. I'm Jewish. So I, <laughs> I've i got this. Like, I think he also no, looks a little it, bit like, like Ralph Macchio sometimes. He does. He does. I, I thought like that too. I, I think less I wrote pudgy that down Macchio, somewhere. more of a chiseled, thinner Macchio. Yes. You know? Yes. Not as charismatic, of course. I'm saying just the look. Sure. You know. <laughs> If I were a rich man, oh, I like the classic. Uh, this was like one of the few things I do remember from Porky's from watching it years ago. Calling in like the Bart Simpson phone call yeah. into uh, the old the Mike Hunt. Has anybody seen Mike Hunt? <laughs> Listen to me, you little puke. One of these days, I'm gonna catch you, and I'm gonna. Carve my name on your back with an ice pick. <laughs> and then you get, again, the gym teacher who suddenly has this issue with Porky. Uh, when he when he shows up and he's out of his gym uniform, he looks exactly the same age as all the kids <laughs> yeah. in the movie. It's so blatantly yeah. obvious without him in the uniform. <laughs> This needed more people for that scene at the end. Oh, I had a problem with Porky, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah all hands on deck. Oh, the fat guy in the neighboring county that runs what looks to be the coolest goddamn place you can <laughs> go to. Yeah, I mean, everyone's got a problem with him. Yeah. When Mickey does come back and he's all uh, beat the shit up, he immediately slams into the table with the record player and all the records and knocks it over. Stop going back. We're over it. Stop <laughs> yeah. trying to get revenge. You're we the only one who won't let this go. Yeah. It's, we want to enjoy our senior year, you idiot. Just yeah. stop it. <laughs> Just knock it off. <laughs> Everyone else is concerned about pussy, and he's like, gotta get revenge against Porky. <laughs> is this all worth it he's to a, you? He's I a don't... grown man with many henchmen. Why do you think you're gonna succeed? <laughs> right. You probably never even got close <laughs> to him. What are you doing? Do you know the Klingon proverb that tells us revenge is a dish that is best served cold? The movie, of course, has this crazy phenomenon that occurs in the first two where the credits begin to roll, but this, the movie's still going on. Yeah. Significant things are still happening. Right. What's, 
what is this? Well, because again, because it's the main plot of the thing is Porky has been dealt with. The movie is essentially over, but they have just a couple more things. Come on. Yeah. Just finish the movie. Finish the movie with your bullshit. But you can always count on a trilogy to have some weird credits. Sometimes great, often weird. Yes. And that is the perfect way of transitioning, my friend, to the second Porky's, Porky's 2, the next day. If you thought the night before was funny, wait till you see the next day. 20th Century Fox presents Porky's 2, the next day. I love this thing that the movie decides to start off with. The like, what is this boy doing yeah, with the, the big condom on his head pop, from the first movie? The pop quiz. And they, I was like, is this like an early meme? This yeah. is what this feels like. like. It was so strange. Yeah. But you know, Scott, at this time, sequels were still kind of new. It seems that these early trilogies that we do are struggling to figure out how to make sequels work. Yeah. They're often doing a direct recap like this one, like right. Mad Max, which showing scenes from the first yeah. film. We've and had many that have done this. Yeah, so it was the fear, the, the, the genuine fear that someone coming into might watch this movie and never have seen the first one and yeah. be like, I don't like this movie but because they don't a, understand what what's What is this about? Yeah. But these are not those kind of movies where you're going to watch Porky's 2 and go, oh, I didn't see the first one. Is that important? No, really, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. This one is a dipshitty piece of dipshit. Yeah, it's not good. No, bad suggests that, you know, it's evil or something. You know, it's not. It's it's poor. It's rubbish. You know, it's 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 shit. Oh, again, we get the erection scene and he gets out National Geographic this time. To help get off. I, of course, thought National Pornographic was the first thing I... Scott. While the pack is distracted by a bison, the temptation for the young female is too great, and she sneaks away to join the mysterious stranger. You know how controversial Shakespeare is in the world of performance. Oh, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. You always find that on a list of... Yeah band plays. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny, too. Uh, Fucking plot. Speaking of which, they do this stupid bit of, they keep giving him shit because he's going for Oberon from yeah. Midsummer, and he's the king of the fairies. Right. Like, oh, so you're uh, a fairy? Yeah. Are you the Whatever. king of the fairies? It just goes, again, another bit that just goes, Way too long, and then they do it again. They're way too nice to him. In reality, they'd be like, "You fucking fag! You're in the play." <laughs> that's what they'd be saying because that's what kids said to me in was, the fucking eighties. Yeah, that's what they'd say. Yeah. Oh man, you kissed a girl. That is so gay. You know, from my experience in high school of like, oh, so you're a fairy, and he's a fairy, huh? Which is like, is this a good time to mention they're looking for more guys for the play? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that kind of what happened in this movie? They're like, hey, we'll all be in the play. Exactly, yeah. Well, they all join the play to like watch for they some lame excuse that they're watching Pee Wee. No, it's some ridiculous. Way, like, so they have Meat join the play so in order to watch Pee Wee for so that he doesn't prank them and he doesn't right. get over on them. Yeah. But that's just he doesn't watch him. There's yeah. no evidence that that happens at all. And then the prank's over and they continue to do the play. Yeah. So you're like, why wouldn't you just drop out if that's all that was for? Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't seem that Meat gets any extra inside information. Yeah. That whole plot line is discarded. Make Meat a tree. Why the fuck is he playing like a real part? Well. He's Meat. Am I just a piece of meat to you? Yes. Now put on a smile, Porkchop. Yeah, and then they're having the rehearsal. The movie's been going on for like 25 minutes. And then all of a sudden the preacher comes in. Hold on a minute. May I introduce the conflict of yeah. this film? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so then they, they're in the principal's office screaming 
Endless. Quotes back and forth. Endless. And it's going on and on. And it just felt like, just keep screaming shit from the Bible. We don't have a whole lot of movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we stretch. We, stretch. we can barely understand you. We don't really know what you're saying. It's two people just screaming at each other. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Midsummer Night's Dream Act 4, Scene 1. I could munch your good dry oat. So say it the shepherd. So say it the one. And thy navel is like a rounded goblet, which was if not liquor. What I don't understand is it's highlights from Shakespeare, yet you're doing all the fight scenes. You don't even know that this isn't Midsummer Night's Dream. You think that the that the play is Midsummer, and then later on they're like, "Oh no, it's it's just highlights from Shakespeare." Yeah, because they're they're mostly talking about Midsummer. He's dressed as Puck. They're talking about Oberon. Then he's like all of a sudden reading from fucking Taming of the Shrew. Well, Scott, you from- remember when you were in high school and how the entire community got behind whatever play was going on at the high school? It was the whole talk of the absolutely the city. And the mayor came in and he was like, "I support this." Yeah, like you've done good work here. You really entertained <laughs> the citizenry. I hereby declare it. Stormy Daniels Day in the city of West Hollywood. Oh, they also like casually mentioned that that uh, the the reverend exposed himself to a Bible class. Nobody's gonna go ew. Like what? The well, they fuck? just tag it on. They're like everybody's heard of what the reverend's done. He's a yeah. pedophile. Oh. Right. Oh, okay. Well, that's not jail worthy. <laughs> what? Like we know he's a dickhead already. I don't know that we need to make him a a, a sex offender, right? I mean. He's already terrible. Yeah. What? Why are we just piling things on? That's the thing. They're taking on everybody. They're taking on the KKK. They're taking on religion. They're taking on politics in this movie. <laughs> they're like, taking uh, on the local redneck mafia. What, who are these It's kids? too much for the gang to take. But you know what's great about the second movie? What what the first Porky's was really missing is school board bureaucracy. Ah, ah love that. You said it. Just and men so, in rooms talking about things, getting nothing done. Wow. I just, yeah. It was awesome. Mm. Hey, Johnny, what are you rebelling against? What do you got? You get the scene where they torment the the female gym teacher by putting a snake in her ass. Yeah. So what a complicated prank. How can you get access? You to have the to pipes? know things about plumbing to get that done. To the point where the character's like, "Here's a, a here's a blueprint." What <laughs> of the toilet system? <laughs> I, ever, do they have those? Ever know how, how they get it? How do they know how to read it? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Notice how in in Hamlet during the play they bring in the leg from a Christmas story. Ah, you're right. You notice that? Huh, that yeah, is it's interesting. the same exact leg is used for the lamp in Christmas story. Obviously, yeah. it's a Bob Clark trademark. Yeah, but what is that? It's a, it's a major award. It looks like a lamp. But it's a lamp, you nincompoop. But it's a major award. I want it. I was really hoping, honestly, at the end of this movie, that the revenge against uh, the church was they were just going to pull the church apart with cars and boats. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking it was that scene from fucking Inglorious Bastards, like, I'm going to give you a little something you can't take off. I thought they were just going to start carving swastikas in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's happening? No, Schwartz, this is too far. <laughs> But I think that we would be remiss, Scott. We didn't mention what to me is one of the most sloppy, uncomfortable, and stupid scenes I've ever seen. And that is Wendy Williams going to this restaurant and playing this asinine character in in a a one-woman show that never seems to end. 
It's never funny or amusing. That's the thing, right? I don't get it. You could have done the plan. The plan's not a bad plan to go to dinner with him and cause some sort of scene to embarrass him publicly. Right. But you could have done it so much simpler (laughs) than what you did. Oh, God. It was so over the top. I mean, you're filling your tits with like Prego jars filled with fake vomit vomit and pouring it into like that. And honestly, that was like (laughs) I was waiting for it to be like an SNL. Like she has a hose in her hand. That's what I thought too. I was like, how is she going to do this? And then she just rips her tit open. And I'm like, everyone's looking at you why would they see that how would they not uh, why would you be behind like, her it's coming out of her tit don't worry she's not really the one guy's out. looking right at her while she's doing it going what is she doing but why like, is she even acting that way if the whole idea is that she's underage and he's taking her out why is she doing some sort of a caricature of like a like an older lounge singer like uh middle-aged flapper what when she what is this proclaims she's 17 i don't know i don't it's like so Don't confused. you feel like Bob Clark just kind of let these guys go with some shit and just just let them go? Some of it seems it feels very like they're, they're making like, things up on their own entirely yeah. and badly. But in this long extended scene, you can't tell me sh- her lines are even close to scripted. She's just babbling nonsense. It's yeah. it's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing at all. Hey, waiter! Put shit faces drink here at Commissioner Gephardt's bill. For at the beginning of that restaurant scene, he's waiting for her to come and he's looking at the spoon and he's clearly looking at his reflection in the spoon, yeah. but they never give you the shot of him looking at the spoon to see his own reflection. Right. So it just looks like he's kind of like, I love you, spoon. Yeah. Like He's just staring lovingly at a spoon. Why a spoon, cousin? Why not an axe? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. In that pandemonium at the rally with the KKK members and all this stuff, there's the guy, the, the Klansman's getting hit with an umbrella by an old lady. Classic. Like, Don't hit me with that. Oh, it's going to help. That's it. And grabs her and fucking wails her. I don't know. I was about to write that. I'm like, is this? He just some, murdered her. Some horrible abuse of a woman in the scene. But then I kind of like said to myself, eh, it's part of the craziness of the scene. I don't know. <laughs> but it's this random it's okay. like, why did we need a scene where the Klansman got, you know, got the upper hand on anyone? On the lady hitting him with the umbrella. Especially well, an old lady. Yeah, now that's fair, ain't it? I mean, that sounds fair. You got to admit that is fair. Regardless of the casualties of people who got hurt by all this, the important thing was this was all for a school play. Yeah. All of this wheeling and dealing in politics, religion, and with the KKK was all for a school, not even a full school play. Highlights Uh, from Shakespeare. As a former theater kid, I love it. The show must go I wish someone defended us that much. Seriously. All right. This one made me weary, Scott, because it was such nonsense. But I'm sure, as we often do, we'll find redemption in the third movie, and that is Porky's Revenge. In the tradition of Revenge of the Gladiators, (laughs) Revenge of the Ninja, Revenge of the Nerds, we now present the biggest revenge of them all. Well, I'm glad to see you back, boy. Porky's Revenge. They continue the proud tradition of uh, starting with a boner. But we had some, you know, we had an early tit with the girl. And the movie's almost saying, hey, you didn't see any any sex action in the, in the last one. Mm-hmm. We're back. Yeah, and we Wendy get- is back to being a slut. She is not with Pee Wee. Right. Not in love. Exactly. We got this exchange student who's here to show us her Inga. Her, her boobs. Exchange student classic. <laughs> of course. Summer school, I think of right away. Yeah. You know? Yep. They're never girls, though, in real life. They're always ugly 
guys. Yes. Just saying. Wow, wow, is very nice. We get immediately some delightful pranks with the whole uh, fake orgy. We're going to have an orgy. For the basketball, if they win the game. Just, yeah. I, again, nothing but confusion. Buddy, your motor's running. Why don't you save it for the orgy? I like the girls too. Like, ha you're in the pool and we have your underwear. They're like, I'm just going to come out. Yeah. And they're like, oh no, it backfired. Those actresses didn't see the first two movies. So they're like, what? Also, I just want to say, do you notice that first time we see them playing basketball? Are they playing the teen from Teen Wolf? I totally <laughs> thought this was so Teen Wolf-esque. Yeah. A bunch of unathletic people that are somehow right. competitive in basketball. Yeah. Even the gym looked the same But to the me. color of their uniform is exactly yeah. the Teen Wolf team. I'm telling you, the fucking color, the gym. For, like the beavers or whatever. The gym, are. there's a fat guy on the team. There's a... Oh, and Meat got fat in this movie. His arms are not like dude, that is a, chiseled. It's a fucking old dude. He looks like my Uncle yeah. Tony. Look at his chubby fucking, chubby fucking Stay Puft Marshmallow <laughs> arms now. Like. We've been going about this all wrong. This Mr. Stay Puft is okay. We get this guy laid, we won't have any trouble. The whole thing of, we need Meat to play, he's the best player, and he gets in there and he sucks. Just fouling you can everyone. Tell he doesn't oh, know at all. Oh, we what needed he's doing. the guy that'll just foul out of the game immediately. Yeah. Just knocking people yeah, down. Just knocking people down. And then when he shoots, <laughs> He doesn't leave the ground. Like, it's crazy. He's he's shooting like a person would throw in in a soccer match from out of bounds, both hands above yeah. his head, just throwing. You suck, you jackass. These movies really are, though, like a trilogy of humiliation fantasies. Yeah. Like, it's, and I, I often wonder, I'm like, I wonder, is Bob Clark, are you into that stuff? Because even we get into the fucking role-playing shit with the teacher and... You know, that wasn't clear because you don't even understand that relationship. Is that boyfriend and girlfriend that we don't know about? Is she a prostitute? That's why she has a, right. a cabinet full of dildos is and vibrators? Is it just vibrators? that they're a couple and this would be embarrassing? It's just that not, it it's like, not clear. And then she mentions late until like the end of the movie, like, you're going back to your wife or something? You're like, oh, he's married. Okay. Uh, why did we not know this earlier? And why does she have a, a key in her office that's labeled home? Did you just <laughs> have that key? Well, he said, he's like, we could go to our house. I'm like, how do you know that's her house key? And then they turn it to the camera. I'm like, oh. Whatever you think you understand about those keys. Back to Porky's, where they've broken and entered into her home and have watched her do a uh, a dominatrix routine. Right before that happens, he's like, oh, hey, she lives right across from my grandma. I was like, I just know somehow Pee-wee's going to end up naked. The the drapes are going to be yeah. open and you're going to see like his grandma's going to see that his too, dick or something. Because why else would Dave and why would that right. be there? And then the scene ended and I was like. Well, what the hell was the point of bringing that up until like five minutes later? Like, like, we have to go uh, back. I never dreamed they would go back. They were there for 25 minutes watching them <laughs> fuck. Like, it was ridiculous. Enough already. You know, there's going to be sex, drugs, rock and roll, chips, dips, chains, whips. You know, your basic high school orgy type of thing. Especially the weird, like, alcoholic, impotent monk what was that yeah who what has is that a, based on who has a fantasy where they're doing that much acting work in it he's banging his fucking head on the bar <laughs> like he's going crazy it's like my dream has always been to be a mentally challenged guy that is seduced by a <laughs> what i don't get it <laughs> they're retarded Ballbreaker never seems to notice people around her. People are constantly laughing at her and, and they're like, you're an idiot. And she just drives forward with yeah, a purpose. Never turn, looking around and going, yeah. you guys. Shut up. Yeah. Like she never knew they were involved. Yeah. Like she oblivious. runs right past them. And they're just sitting there like fucking sociopaths yeah. just laughing. 
Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I literally, I realized, I'm like, oh my God, I think that's it. I think they're just all sociopaths. That's why they found each other. They don't care about human emotion. Look. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Yes, you will, precious. You will get the hose. And then we get, we get to them and they're they're on the beach. They start the scene and it's fucking meat doing push-ups with two guys laying on top of them. Yeah, that was weird. You do that with girls. That felt like a forced bit where the director was like, ah, let's show a scene where like meat's really, you just lay on top of them. We're like, that's, that's very. I'm telling you, this movie has a strange homoerotic yeah. undertone. It yeah. really does. Yeah. <laughs> and I love too, she's trying to get them all to go to Miami yeah. with her. She's like, come on, let's go to go to Miami. I just wait for Tommy to go. Uh, yeah. Hard pass. You made me fuck ball break. <laughs> I don't want to, you're lucky we're speaking right now. Yeah. You tricked me into banging the grossest person yeah, I can but, think but of. That's all part of their, you know, their warm friendship where they just victimize each other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Scott. <laughs> There's one shot when they're going to the boat to go save uh, meat. Right. It's the boat and you can see the moon in the back. But like. Only the center of the shot is lit, so like the sides are completely blacked out. Yeah, it looks like someone's shooting it on an iPhone. <laughs> like I was, I was dying laughing. I was like, "What? Like that looks horrible. Why didn't you light the whole shot?" And it's four million dollars right there. Yeah, you better make that shit look good at all times. Right. Then you have the scene where, um, you know, they're on the boat and Porky's trying to make meet Mary's daughter, but he, you know, after he like gets away, he's like, "Look, I." I want you to marry my daughter. I just yeah. want a little porky that I can bounce on my knee and teach him all like the important stuff, like fighting and yeah. cheating people. And like, and it was one of those, I'm like, you know what? If they wanted to do a reboot, they could be like, he finally had little porky and it's porky's grandson. Who's grown up and become a prick. There like, was a half-assed reboot called like peewees. I saw that, but it doesn't have any of the people in it. Right. I did actually read about it uh, because we at porky's. They only made it to keep the rights to porky. Oh, was that the idea? Because a company had bought them and wanted to make a reboot, but like, I don't know, the conditions right. weren't right, whatever, but it was about to expire. But if you make a movie, you extend them. Well, for a time, Howard Stern was going to Fantastic do Four did that actually yeah, too. That's right. But for a time, Howard Stern with the, uh, with the blessings of Bob Clark was going to do a reboot of right. it. And it just never, the rights never came together the right way yeah. before Bob Clark died. Right. So uh, when they're on the bridge and they're uh, committing suicide, they're jumping off. He Good. does like a double backflip off the fucking thing. Yeah. And then the guy's like, oh no, they're committing suicide. And that was the coolest suicide <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> he did a double backflip. What dive is he going to do? The triple lending. And then finally, in the credits, they break the tradition of continuing the movie during the credits that you brought up. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And they opt for a slideshow of the movie you've just seen. Yay. You know what? It's the movie (laughs) saying, we know how shitty this was. (laughs) So seriously, here's what happened. Whereas something like A Hangover had like the interesting thing where it's like, we have not seen this yet. Like (laughs) Every one of these movies is an apology note for the previous one. (laughs) And the first one's an apology note for sex. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I sat through every disgusting frame of this film. Well, that was refreshing talking about that trilogy. Refreshing, yes. Insofar as I never have to talk about it again, yes. But we live in trying times nowadays. We do. We do with the coronavirus, or as cool people call it, 
uh, COVID nineteen. Took you too too long to say that, cool guy. <laughs> For a second, I was like, I was like, are you talking about like China virus? Or like a lot of cool people don't no. say that. Um, but Phil, you know, usually we've got a great uh, project yes. for Phil, but he's housebound as are he's all stuck. of us. He's stuck. So we decided to send someone to him. So, um, and you know, I just just so that we had it for the record, she recorded the entire encounter. So yes. here's what we got. Hello, I'm Candice. I'm a nurse, and today I've been hired to check in on Philip Cassell, the field correspondent for the Trilogy podcast. They told me to say that. I don't know what any of that means. Here we go. Yes? Hello, Philip. I'm Candace. Your friends were worried about you being all alone, so they sent me over. Really? Wait a minute. This has to be related to the field piece for the Porkies. Oh, I get it. <laughs> uh, you're here to help me with my loneliness. <laughs> Right? Well, I'm really here to examine you. Yeah, okay. Examine me. I get it. Wink. Well, come on in so you can get a closer look at this uh, specimen here. Uh, okay, sure. Well, I'm going to use your bathroom to get set up for the examination. You just relax and I'll be right out to get started on you. Wow, you don't waste time. Well, I have a lot of people to see today. I guess at a time like this, your business must be booming. Uh, yeah. I guess you could say that. Sit tight. I'll be right with you. Oh my god, the fella's got me a hooker. And a good one, too. Not a jokes-on-you type of hooker. You know, in Scott and Vin, I, I would have expected her to have uh, less teeth or be uh, strung out on heroin or something, but she, she seems normal. And oddly, professional about the whole thing. Well... Better get ready. All right. How are we going to do this from six feet away? Okay, thanks for waiting. That's okay. Hope you don't mind. I slipped on my birthday suit. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, that's the usual reaction. You fucking creep. No! Oh! Oh, it hurts so much more when you're naked. Why does this keep happening? That's the third cock I've seen today. Oh. Mm -hmm. Also... You should see someone about that growth on your left testicle. <laughs> I can recommend some names. Thank you. You're welcome. Pervert. Whew. Uh, good luck, Phil, and don't get anywhere near me. Wash those hands, Phil. Really? All right, so we're done with freaking porkies, okay? Finally. This is not going to be a hard one for me, but you know no. what? I went first last time, so I'm going to let you drop your knowledge first. Uh, the first time I saw this movie was because my parents accidentally thought we were getting Porky Pig cartoons. I was a child. Oof. And uh, there was a mix-up at the video store back in the day. Like, they put the wrong tape in the wrong thing, and we ended up watching Porky's. So I watched it way too young. That almost um, seems like it's not real. It's such a perfect... Yeah, like, yeah. like, who makes that mistake? How that's, did that happen? Yeah, like, that seems, that seems like an obvious one. Are you sure you're not lying? Is that the I'm truth? I'm pretty sure I'm not lying. Okay. Um, so watching it then, I'm thinking that this was what comedy was kind of supposed to be over the years i feel like i learned this was not my style of comedy sure this is not really for me um i did get some chuckles out of some things but it's the movie's sort of dated at yeah. this point so yeah they're not good 
Yeah. They're not good. I probably won't watch them again ever. Yeah. So I'm going to say unsuccessful. Of course. Ovs. And I think I'm going to say one, three, two. Oh, you like three over two. I like three slightly better because I thought I thought it was structured slightly better. And maybe that's because Bob Clark was not involved with it. And it was okay. somebody kind of like structuring it differently. It's still a little wonky and all over the place. But at least Porky was back. Right. Yeah. So that kind of makes it slightly better than two, makes it make more sense. And yet two is just kind of, again, the fact that it's all centered around a high school play is yeah. like, this is so like after school yeah. now, you know what I mean? This doesn't feel like a fucking And it has, movie. has nothing to do with your genre, why people are going to see this movie. No. Yeah. Okay. Silly. And I'm basically with you in the same way. It's an unsuccessful trilogy. These movies yep. are not good, even for what they are for this kind of sex comedy and for titillation. They still don't succeed. There's not enough of it. It no. doesn't make sense. It's not. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be turned on or think I mean, something. Even funny, if I was but going to see it just for the good parts, it wouldn't be enough. And I just don't think that that coming of age sex is enough to support a movie. I don't care how you do it. Really, there aren't too many examples of this being enough to support a film. And you know what? Down the line, you had films like uh, American Pie is a great example of a more contemporary yes, version of this. Definitely. It does it better, but it's still fucking... It's got a little more... It's got like a, a tiny little more heart. A little more heart. A little more sophistication. But at the end of the day, where's Jason Biggs now? It's going to come down to um, unsuccessful. I'm going to change it a little bit up for you. I'm going to go one, two, three. Okay. Okay. And I almost went that way. The only difference is that for me, two is aggressively bad that I'll give it credit over three, which is just a dead pool of nothing. So Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to us. Porky's is tricky. You have to be a certain yeah. age to know these movies, a certain This is know, an interesting one to do, I think, uh, in the you know, the, <laughs> the end times that we're in now. But yeah. I suppose if you're sitting at home, maybe yeah. you're horny. Or you're alone. Disregard measuring your penis. Either way, disregard this trilogy. <laughs> all right. My name is Vin as always, and I'm Scott. And we're gonna continue to bring you every trilogy ever made. That's what we do here. Please follow us on Instagram. That's my gig. Scott, check out Twitter for some uh, trilogy-related polls. All right. Now, you and I should probably creep around and... Commit some crimes. Let's do it. I'm ready. Stay safe out there, guys. Wake up in the morning.